Episode 4 of Grizzled. I'm Gus Purdy, and it's been quite some time since we last talked, folks. Uh, Much has transpired. Um, Summer is gone. It's now fall. Leaves are starting to turn and uh, and cascade onto my back lawn. I thought I was done with yard work for a while. The grass wasn't growing as fast. And now I'm boring the shit out of you by talking about grass growing. Literally, I'm talking about grass growing which is often used uh, as an analogy to talk about how boring something is. The grass growing is like someone saying, watching grass grow would be more entertaining. And here I am trying to entertain you by talking about uh, the length of, the, of my lawn. And I apologize for that. Um, anyway, still out here coming to you from my basement in the middle of Minnesota. And uh, it's late, but I wanted to talk... A little bit uh, about the the adventure that my family and I embarked upon today. Um, unfortunately, the e Honda it's got to go. My my trusty uh, my trusty means of conveyance it's it's no longer trusty. It's uh, it's cost quite a bit to maintain, and the fuel economy is shit. So we got to get rid of it. So we are looking to find a uh, a family vehicle, uh, and we're go- we're going we're finally going the minivan route. We're looking to join the minivan mafia, uh, as my friend John calls it, and uh, so we're going to trade the trade the element in, and uh, and get a get a minivan. We're looking at the Honda Odyssey, uh, which has stunning reviews across the board, because if you're going to go minivan, you might as well go for the best minivan. You don't want uh, you don't want some lame minivan, because minivans already get a bad rap. You know, they're called soccer mom vehicles, right? Well, that's good, you know, because you want you want to be able to transport a lot of things. That's the whole point. And frankly, we're sick of taking multiple cars anytime we want to do something as a family. And, that, and that's been the case because the Element only has two passenger seats in the back and then in shotgun, All right? And then the Passat... Um, gets good fuel economy. We can fit the car seats back there, but again, if we uh, if we have company and we want to go all go someplace together, we got to take more than one car, and and that gets tiresome, and the fuel adds up. Plus, when we take trips into Wisconsin, you know, two cars worth of gasoline there and back, it it, it all starts to add up. So we decided we we got to change. We got to make some changes, and we got to make them now. So we went so we went down to the car dealership today and I I hate car dealerships as it is because it, you it, it feels like a situation where you're n- you're never going to do the right thing. 
or you're going to second guess every decision that you make while you're at the car dealership. Like this just isn't going to work out. So we, uh, we went, but, but the car dealership is necessary because they're, they're the ones that are going to provide the financing on the new vehicle. And, uh, because we don't have a lot of money. So what we're counting on is trading in the one vehicle, hoping to pay off the previous loan, but then also have enough to get, uh, as a down payment on the, on the new vehicle. So it's a necessary evil. But the thing is, I don't know if you know this, uh, if you've never purchased a vehicle from a dealership, is that it takes a really, really long time. And I wish that I had done a better job of conveying how long it takes. Um, but again, like I said, it's late. So the best I could come up with is really twice. Really, really long time. Hours. I mean, the last time we bought the vehicle, you uh, you go in there, you take the test drive, you like it, you say, okay, good, I'm going to buy this. Wrap it up, put a bow on it, let's do the paperwork. All right, well, then what you do is you fill out all your information, name, employment, uh, where do you live, do you have a mortgage, are you renting, what... Are you self-employed? Are you unemployed? And how do people that are unemployed, how do they even walk into a place like this and say, I am going to buy this? Unless they just, unless they got the cash somehow, unless they just walked into, you know, 16 grand worth of cash, unemployed, air quotes. Um, so you go through that process and they take that and they make you sit over in this little room um, waiting for them to process whatever it is they're going to do with that information. And that takes a couple hours. And then finally they get it to the finance guy. And then the finance guy has to take all that information and see what kind of rate he could get you. And then he comes back and gives you the news. Now, when we did this last time, it worked out. Worked out just fine with the e-Honda. This time, not so much. And to compound matters, we had both daughters with us because the last time we bought we only had one daughter and she did okay okay but now we have the three and a half year old and the almost one and a half year old and the and they did they did an amazing job god damn it i couldn't be more impressed with how they did in this situation because little kids could lose it at any given time any given moment they're gonna they're gonna lose it but they did just fine um but still Four hours at a car dealership is a long time to be there. Only to be told, and, you, and you're making the promise. You're promising your three and a half year old who just wants to go home, and you tell her, I know this is a long time, and daddy really appreciates you being patient, but it's going to be worth it because we're going to have a van and it's going to be good. We did not get a van because. Uh, a number of factors. And and my and my wife and I think that also making you wait for a long time, part of that might just be one of those bullshit car salesman techniques. Like they make you wait for so long and you're like, well, I've already invested four hours of my life into this. Uh, I, I, I can't not walk out of here with something. You know, oh, they'll be willing to pay whatever. Just keep them sitting there. They'll be willing to do whatever. They're, eventually, they will break. It's like the episode of Community. I think it was from season one. But Annie is, uh, you know, she's doing, she's part of this, uh, this group, uh, 
the psychoanalysis group and they put these people through a test and they just have them sit in a room and just sit and they keep coming back and saying it'll just be another five more minutes and you know and with the with the belief that eventually everyone's going to break um but the character with asperger's abed he kind of skews the data there he never leaves but uh but we think that's you know maybe some of it is them calling banks okay i'm back to my story now we're not talking about community anymore um maybe some of it is them uh calling banks to see about getting financing but i think a lot of it is them just uh uh making you sweat a little bit anyway it turns out that we owe more on our current loan than we had anticipated uh we didn't get as much for the on trade in value for the e honda as we thought uh, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be low because there's some things on there that need to be fixed, but I didn't think it was going to be that low. So anyway, they would only take, be able to take some of that money and roll it over into the new vehicle. So the best that they could do is if we somehow, on top of trading the thing in, if we came up with an extra $1,350, then our monthly payment would be $297, which is over $100 more than the payment we were making right now um, for a vehicle that, I mean, it's newer, but it's not a brand new vehicle. It's a 2010 Honda Odyssey. You know, and it's tough because you do, you want, you, you feel like you've invested time and effort, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a lot of time and effort. You know, it's just four hours with small children. You know, it feels more torturous for them. You know, so so grading on what you're uh, on the nerves. So then I said, "All right, well, what if we put down two thousand dollars? Maybe tap into our savings a little bit. Does that help? It lowers it like another ten bucks. So you're looking at two eighty-seven a month instead of two ninety-seven. And then while I'm trying, then while I'm like, I'm I, you know, I'm hit with this decision." The guy tries to sell me on a warranty. Oh, one thing you could do is you get a warranty, and he's like, "That would just take you up to two, three, sixteen a month." And it's like, "Well, you're going in the wrong direction." I'm trying to. I told you, I'm trying to get between two hundred and two fifty. Two fifty being the max. That was the upper limit. So that. So then I have to say to the guy, "Say, just well, then we're gonna have to call it quits on this." Sorry. And I, I found myself apologizing, not like I had inconvenienced them somehow. But I mean, that's their job, right? I'm not supposed to make it easy on them, right? They, they're, you know, but I apologize. Oh, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Well, to hell with that. I didn't waste their time. I mean, they're, they're, they, they almost, they almost had me on the hook. They almost had me on the hook. So I was getting ready to leave and they said, well, let's just see what we can do. And so then they come back and they say, well, that's, we can get it down to 266 if you can put 2000 down. So trade in $2,000 of our own money, and then our payment is still two sixty six a month. Now, things are beginning to click for me because maybe I was a little naive going into this. Maybe I didn't realize what was going to happen, or maybe I had high hopes, some optimism. But I finally I put it together. You, you buy these later model vehicles with low miles on them. Your payment's going to be high if you're, not putting down, if you're not putting a lot of money down. And we just don't have a lot of money to put down right now. 
So I said, okay, what else do you got on the lot? What do you, what can you show me? So I, so I took a 2007 Honda Odyssey for a spin. Ran the same way, fewer bells and whistles, but it sounded good to me. But that didn't work out either because 2007 is too old so you can't get the extended loan cycle, right? They wouldn't go beyond, I don't know, 36 months. We were open maybe 60 months. Get a five-year uh, five loan on it. So it didn't work out. And it was upsetting and you feel defeated. But at the same time, it was a good learning experience. I have to look at it from that standpoint. You know, I feel like I tangled a little bit uh, with the, the car dealership beast and it kicked my ass this time. Uh, but maybe next time I, I'll come out triumphant. Um, and again, our, you know, eldest daughter was upset. But I, but I think she got over it. Um, so, but we already, we already started looking at different vans, and that was, that was kind of what they said at the dealership. Maybe you got to start looking at different vans because the Honda Odyssey is pretty much, you know, tops across board, right? But, but it's like people hands down will say like, this is probably the best van that you can get right now, and there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to drive the best van. But we just can't afford that right now. So, started looking at other stuff. We're gonna try to get. Um, some other test drives going and hopefully we can make this happen because we like to, you know, we're a family that likes to do things, but I just, we don't, we don't like to have to take multiple cars to do things. It seems kind of redundant. Um, you know, two parents, two girls and a dog, right? Shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to take multiple vehicles, but then when you throw, you know, having to bring suitcases or what, then, then it throws everything off. I mean, we went camping a couple weeks ago, and uh, we took two cars. Took two cars camping. So then you're paying for two parking for two cars. So that gets out of hand. But, you know, so this, this is why we're doing it. You know, because the, there's the part of you that doubts it. You doubt yourself. Are we being too frivolous? Can we afford this right now? Do we need to get a van? We probably don't need to get a van. But I think, you know, bigger picture here over the course of the long run, uh, it would make things a little bit better for our family. Speaking of that camping trip, uh, that was we took it, like I said, a couple weeks back. And when we had booked it a month prior, we thought this will work out. It's mid-September, it'll still be warm. Things, you know, fall technically wouldn't have set in yet. It got down to 30 degrees. Now, we had reserved it for two nights, Friday, Saturday night. It got down to 30 degrees on Friday night, and we're in a tent, and we got every blanket we own in the house. I got the mummy bag, and we were still freezing. And I'm glad we went. I'm glad we tried it. We gave it a whirl, and I think we're going to continue to whirl with camping, but... Uh, Maybe just do it during the summer months where we know it's not going to get down that cold. And, now, and, and the, uh, the crazy thing is like this weekend you look at it and you're looking at 80 degree weather. Still, still in September, tail end of September now instead of mid-September. Now you're looking at 80 degrees. Would have been a completely different story. And when things get uncomfortable, you know, I don't make it easy because I, I complain. I don't really complain. I just get grumpy. 
very monosyllabic. I grunt a lot. So instead of maybe saying grumpy, I get grunty. I'm grumpy and grunty. So, mm. and just kind of, you know, growling and there's the grr, just all kinds of grr sounds. But, uh, and I mean, you know, snapping at my wife and kids, um, you know, and they're just as miserable as I am because of the cold. And also the thing that really, really bothered me was that we bought firewood up there and the firewood was either a really, uh, uh, new, so green, either it was really green or it had gotten wet and was still drying out or both because all that wood did was smoke for an hour before it finally caught. And I probably went through one lighter trying to get that thing lit. And I believe had we had better fires, um, it might have been a different story. It might have stayed the second night. And this is, and this is maybe this is like the, uh, you know, the the primal aspect of me, where I, f- you know, you feel like uh, you're letting people down. You can't you can't provide fire for your family. You built a shelter, you put the tent up over there, but you were unable to get that fire going, so your family was cold. Now we have modern luxuries where we can just get into our car and drive home. But you start to realize, okay, this is why people died in the past. This is what happened to families. Because the dad couldn't get the goddamn fire lit. So people froze. And as they're freezing to death, right, slowly slipping into hypothermia, the the uh, the comfortably numb um, uh, hypothermia, I don't know where I was trying to get poetic there, but I'm not, not poetic. But, uh, but I've heard that when you get hypothermia, you just get kind of really comfy and you want to lie down. So that's kind of where I was going with that. But, uh, but as they're, as they're slipping into that, they're just blaming their dad. This guy couldn't get the fire started. What an asshole. And he was grumpy the whole time. Just mean to us, yelling at us, all that kind of thing. Um, so that was, that was an interesting experience and uh work's going well not slinging pizzas as much anymore i think i'll pick up the odd shift here or there but it's definitely been nice being at home with the family more all right that's gonna bring episode four to a close i'm gus thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time